Thanks again for joining us on the Failure to Freedom podcast. We will discuss topics of struggles in the workplace, relationships, finances, health, and personal life. The points in time where we've been at our lows and the freedom to fail our way to success. We're all failing, steering our ship in the direction we think leads to land, going head on into every storm life throws our way. This will be a journey unlike any other. We welcome you to join us as we dive deep into the open water that is our freedom. We just wanted to take a moment to recognize the growing support from our listeners. Hailing in states like Washington, Oregon, Kansas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Texas, Virginia, and Pennsylvania. We'd also like to shine a light on our international listeners from Ireland, Belgium, and Germany. With your growing support, you've encouraged us to produce higher quality content, and from both of us here, we wanted to say thank you. Thank you. And our topic of discussion today is chosen. By chosen, we mean you have been chosen to make a decision, you have been chosen for your time on earth, and you have been chosen for growth and opportunities. I know this comes up a lot, but if you think back when you were in primary school, high school, there was also an opportunity where there could be two team captains, and they said, okay, I want you to pick your team. And the opposite of being chosen is not being chosen. And so going into the moments of not being chosen could be a negative experience, but knowing that everything happens for a reason leads you to believe that eventually your path will lead you elsewhere. And so not being chosen also means that it doesn't always have to be negative. It could mean that you're just meant to be somewhere else. You're meant to be in a different scenario. You're meant to be on a different team. And that's okay. I think a lot of people look at it as not being chosen. You think, oh, well, is there something wrong with me? But that isn't the question you should be asking yourself. The question you should be asking is, if I'm not being chosen here, where am I meant to be chosen? Epictetus is a famous philosopher. But most people don't know that he was born into slavery. and. It was through him that we can understand that what happens in our life is not in our control, but our thoughts, our mindset, our opinions, our desires, and how we spend our time are certainly within our control. As a slave as well, Epictetus had his leg broken by his slave master, and so even his body was not his to control. He had no property, and I know if I was in his position that I would feel defeated by the circumstances that he he was in. One of my favorite quotes from him is that man is disturbed not by things, but by the views he takes of them. And recently, I've had car troubles. I've had some frustrations, even financially, uh, trying to take care of those car troubles. But I also live in an area that has been hit by severe flooding, some of the most severe flooding in the last 35 years. And I was mildly inconvenienced while other people a mile away from me lost cars, 
homes, possessions, everything. Uh, some people even lost members of their family, unfortunately. And I had to catch myself because I started feeling a little bit guilty that I wasn't impacted more. And at the same time, I was feeling frustrated by dealing with car troubles that come with having a car. And it really hit me in that moment where I realized, well, if I didn't have a car, I wouldn't have car troubles. I'm lucky to have a car. And I'm lucky to have these troubles that I even have an opportunity to fix. Because I know at other points in my life, I've had similar troubles. And I just kind of put them on the back burner because I was not prepared to fix them. Coming from this situation, Epictetus would have understood that he was born into poverty. He would die in poverty. His life was not his to live. Every decision that was made was made by somebody else. But that's not what he thought. And he owned his thoughts instead. He owned his opinions instead and became one of the greatest minds of our time. I think it's always nice to reference not only history, but reference past situations that have already happened that may not be exactly what we're going through, but we can relate to. There's a quote by Andrew Carnegie, and it goes, The men who have succeeded are men who have chosen one line and stuck to it. And that's not just for men. Obviously, it goes for women as well. But... What I interpret that to be is almost like a tightrope. We're all walking a tightrope in one way, shape, or form. It may get tough. You may feel like you can't do it. You may not be able to balance properly on the tightrope. But if you keep going and you do what is difficult and you see it through, then that's what success is. And talking about a previous episode, Weston, you had brought up Albert Einstein saying, I'm not smarter than you, I stick with problems longer. And so that, I think, also goes with this, because if you're choosing one line, if you're choosing one pursuit, if you're choosing one path, and you stick to it, even if you eventually find that that path is a dead end and you have to turn around and go a different way, that, in a sense, is also success because you're using the process of elimination. This isn't where I need to be, so I need to turn back and figure out where I need to be to get to where I'm going. And so, being put in these situations where we may pursue something, we may want to be chosen for something specific, and it just doesn't work out, and that's fine. But knowing that, turning around, trying again, getting back up, and getting to the point of... Well, now I need to figure out where I'm supposed to be. Now I need to figure out what I am chosen for. I think it's very important. And for the longest time, I felt lost. I didn't know where I would be chosen. I didn't know why I would be chosen. I didn't know even the situation or time in my life when I would be chosen. But now I'm starting to think back. And I feel like along the way, we're all given signs. And we may not know that they're signs at the time. We may ignore them. And we may just walk right past them. But if we just maybe slow down a little bit, think about things, look around to our environment, talk to people, engage in learning, that's where you're going to find all of these different signs. 
to put you on the path to being chosen. And we were all chosen to be happy regardless of our circumstances. But that doesn't mean that we aren't susceptible to being unhappy and sometimes worse. But I challenge you to look at unhappiness as something that stems from an emotional response that we have chosen. I mentioned car troubles in the midst of flooding and other chaos and damage. I chose to take that personally, even though it was not something that is uniquely my own problem. It is just something I was chosen to deal with. Ironically, at a time where I thought I wasn't dealing with enough troubles. So in some way, I got exactly what I asked for, but in a way that was easily handled more so than other people in my area. If we internalize the idea that we have the power to be happy, regardless of our circumstances, then it's not the material things that matter. It's the relationships that we've built that matter. It's the dedication and persistence that we've developed over time that matters. It's the discipline that we hold ourselves to. And it's also a matter of being chosen to hold the door open for somebody who's carrying something heavy, or maybe they're not. Maybe you're just being a nice person uh, and you don't know how that affects somebody's life. I think it's really easy right now to shout our frustrations given social media, given platforms that anybody can have access to and ourselves included. We could easily vent our frustrations, our, our failures in such a negative way that says like, no, this, this is awful. This is, you don't understand you, you don't get it. But instead we're using this as a space to say, we may not get it, but we might. This, this is an area for discussion and Chris, maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but I hope I'm speaking for us both. I think we were chosen to speak on this podcast and no matter if it started small, wherever it takes us, we were chosen to say, this is what we're doing regardless of where it takes us. Like we, we want to be able to say we didn't question why so much as we did what was such a strong feeling and said that, you know what, this is what we were chosen to do. Saying that, I think that looking back, it wasn't even something that we decided on a whim. It was more of, we had feelings for an idea and just out of nowhere, we were both hit with a sensation. At least that's how I felt a sensation of you're both discussing things that, you don't really hear a whole lot. You don't hear people openly talking about these things. You don't hear these issues coming up in discussions, conversations, meetings, or even casually. And so for me, at least the topics that we were talking about when we were spending time together, even as important as they may have been, or as insignificant as they may have been to us, they were meaningful and to us, they were powerful. And so I think kind of going back to what you said, I can't speak for you, but for me, it was almost like a sensation or just a feeling of maybe call it intuition. I feel like we need to be doing this. And I remember talking to you about it. I said, I think this is what we're supposed to be doing. 
And it wasn't something that was given to us from a third party as an idea. It wasn't something that was laid in front of us like a newspaper on a Sunday morning. This is something that I think we both realized internally about ourselves, but also each other. And that's why I think we're doing it now. I also remember when we were brainstorming, we had asked each other, okay, so when do we actually start? And I know there was some hesitation there in the very beginning, but it was that same day that I said, let's start now. Let's at least see what it looks like. It's going to be rough and raw and uncut and kind of amateur, if you will. But that's not a negative thing. It was something that we needed to do. Because you could easily just say, well, I'm not good at that. I'm not confident. I'm not this. I'm not that. I don't like my voice. I don't have the right equipment. Whatever it is, you can always find an excuse not to do something, especially if that something is filled with uncertainty and a little bit of doubt and how you perceive it is enough to convince you not to do it. And so that's where I was like, well, we need to go ahead and make a mess of things, figure out what works and figure out what doesn't throw all the cards on the table. I'm not leaving you here to clean up the mess by yourself. You're not leaving me here to clean up the mess by myself. We can actually make something of this. We can be dedicated to something and make a difference, but we have to start somewhere. And so the procrastination that we could have had, I I still think about it constantly because if we had put it off longer, it, it haunts us. It makes it something of, well, if I had done this, then it would be so much better now. Fact of the matter is tomorrow is not guaranteed. The rest of your day is not guaranteed. As soon as we're done recording, Something could happen. But I like to think that if that's the case, we did something that we were proud of. We did something that we were happy to enjoy with each other. And we did something that we shared with people. And I don't think that's a waste of time. And one of my favorite quotes also about procrastination comes from Seneca. And it says, we're tight fisted with property and money, yet think too little of wasting time. The one thing about which we should all be the toughest misers. And that speaks volumes to me. Yeah, and it kind of goes into, especially with that quote, time is our most valuable resource. And the reason it's our most valuable resource is because it's, it's priceless in a way. Like you said, we don't know how long we're here. So we don't really know how much the value is going to be until we don't have it. And so I think that's something that I'm trying to strive to not take for granted now. And it's causing me to change my mindset of if I only had 24 hours left, what would I do with that time? And so waking up and going on to my day at work, that's the first thing I think. Well, it's not the first thing. I wake up thankful for what I have. I wake up thankful for being able to do things like walk to work or be late to work even. But also I'm thinking, how can I make today the best day I can. And someone talked to me recently about the day and how if you're having a bad day, for example, you should try and treat it as if it was a football or basketball game or just whatever sport that maybe you've watched or listened to where there's different periods of time in basketball, in football, in baseball, any kind of sport like that. 
there's going to be periods of time where they take a break and then come back to the game. And so it could be like quarters. It could be innings. You know, it could be sections of time to where it's a break. They go back to it. It's a break. They go back to it. And then the game eventually ends. So I was told recently to treat my day almost like it's a basketball game. If you have a terrible morning, that doesn't have to be the impact for the rest of your day. If you have a terrible morning, you still have three quarters of the day left to make up that morning. You don't have to influence the rest of your day just because of that one quarter. You still have second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter, whatever. And so the point I'm trying to make with that is talking back to the discussion of chosen, not being chosen. You may not be chosen for something in your first quarter. You may not be chosen in your second quarter. You may not be chosen talking back to our previous guest, Michael, and also Todd. You may be chosen later on in life, and that's fine. But if you're not being chosen, I think the goal would be, maybe it's just not my time yet. Maybe I need to go back. Maybe I need to take more time to myself, building myself up, learning what I need to do, learning what I want to do, learning the types of people I want to be associated with, learning the type of relationships I want to build, all these different things. And then eventually, I think you will learn that, oh, this is what I'm being chosen for. This is what I'm being built for. This is what I'm walking towards. So I would say to people that feel like they haven't been chosen for something, maybe it's just not your time yet. Maybe there's something in the works because I'm a firm believer in everything happens for a reason. It may not be the reason that you're willing to accept. It may not be a reason that makes sense to you, but it happens or it doesn't happen. And that's okay. But just keep in mind that we're always trying to improve self-development. We're always trying to improve relationships. We may feel overwhelmed at times in our life and we just want to do what's easy. And I wouldn't say that that's necessarily a bad thing at times, but also keep in mind until it happens, things are open for interpretation. Going back to you were chosen for this time, the time that you have was given to you and you were chosen to make something of it. We encourage you not to put too much value on the opinions and the thoughts of other people. It's perfectly fine to listen to what people have to say. It's perfectly fine to take criticism. That's not what we're suggesting you throw away. But how many people do you know take pictures, buy things, do things all for acceptance? And perhaps they don't even accept themselves. You were chosen to accept yourself. You were chosen to love yourself. And you were chosen to set an example. Especially if you consider somebody younger than you, older than you, uh, better off or even worse off than you. You were chosen to set an example. And I think it's a bit ironic how people do tend to guard and protect themselves. I can't say everybody loves themselves just yet, and that's okay. But they do tend to guard and protect themselves the most, and yet they listen to everybody else's opinions about them. And that's clear when you think of like the type of lifestyle you live, the type of career that you go after. That is centered around how other people perceive us. 
And every day we're paying a king's ransom to sustain that with no guarantee that we'll ever be free. And I want to make sure that you know that you were also chosen to be free. And part of being free is spending your time that was given to you how you see fit. How you can be proud of how you spent your time. You were chosen to experience a life full of joy and happiness among the failures and the setbacks and the struggles. Those things mold us into people that we're supposed to be in the examples that we're supposed to set. And so even if you're going through something difficult, we encourage you to really reflect on that. Like, don't, don't give up just because things are difficult, but rather look at it and say, who's watching? And that's not to stroke the ego or anything like that. That just says, if I'm going through this, somebody else is paying attention, whether I realize it or not. And I may not have all the answers. That's okay. But if I make a decision to keep moving, I'm setting that example. Going off what you just said, I think we're also being chosen to make the right decision or the wrong decision. And that doesn't mean necessarily being a good person or being a bad person. That doesn't mean following the law or breaking the law. I'll give an example of what I mean. So if you're faced with a decision and you have a choice, you're going to choose one or the other. Or maybe you're going to find a hidden choice that wasn't presented to you with the other two decisions. An example would be maybe someone's walking down the street and they have a backpack and they notice that it falls off and some papers fall out and you can choose to just keep walking past that person. You can choose to bend over and help them pick it up or you can choose, hey, did you realize this happened? Do you need help? Is everything okay? And those options... I think aren't necessarily taking an action, but rather checking in. Maybe you're being chosen to check in with someone. It could have been they dropped their backpack and some papers fell out. But maybe if you ask them, hey, is everything okay? They tell you, well, actually, it's been a terrible day. I feel like I have no one to talk to about these certain things. And then here you are asking me, if everything is fine, you're a complete stranger to me, but I feel like you were put here to ask me and to talk to me and to make sure that I'm okay and to check in. I don't even know you, but you're more than I've had in a long time. You make me feel like there are people out there that are worried. There are people out there that are watching. There are people out there that are put in these situations that make me feel like I can keep going. What I mean by being chosen and making a decision it could be more of you don't know what specific people are going through. You don't know what specific situations will bring. You don't know what specific opportunities might arise in the way that you choose how to present yourself in the way that you choose how to align with what you're doing in life, because we're all making some type of an impact. The way I like to look at it is Think of the world like just flat ground. There's nothing around. There's no buildings. There's no trees, nothing. It's just a flat ground to start building on. 
and you can use your creative freedom to put whatever you want on that ground. Any ideas you have, any type of structure you want, any type of facility or organization, that's where you're putting those things and that's where you're putting yourself. And other people might see what you're putting down and say, oh, that looks like something I want to be a part of. Or, oh, I don't feel like I belong places, but I'm going to check these out just to see. And so putting yourself out there in the world, in a way, is you putting the structure down on that ground. And you don't know how you're going to affect other people. You don't know how you're going to affect certain situations. But whether you think about this or not, you are being chosen every day for specific things and specific purposes. So anytime you're feeling down about not being chosen, just think about that and put that into perspective. And another one of my favorite quotes regarding decision-making comes from Seneca, and it says, if a person doesn't know to which port they sail, no wind is favorable. And by that, I understand that, especially today, that rings true because we have an abundance of options. You can learn how to do anything on the internet if you just type it in the search bar. And from that point, you have information at your fingertips. You can decide from a thousand different places to eat, tons of different cultures, entertainment venues. We have so much more today than any of our ancestors ever did. And you would think that that benefits us, but in some ways we become paralyzed by indecision. And this is known as a paradox of choice. We can't possibly keep up and we're overwhelmed with all of the information that is presented to us. And because it's so difficult to make a choice, the default is just to say, I don't know. It's indecision. And the problem with so many options is that we actually never commit to a path. And when we don't commit to a path and we're pursuing so many different things all at once, the end result is that we just never really made any headway or progress at all. We've just kind of been fumbling through it. And being 28 and a half, almost 29, I have felt that more in my life because you feel like you've taken a path and maybe something else grabbed your attention and that didn't work out, whether it was college or a line of work that you were interested in, but then it was more difficult and required more of you than what you were willing to give perhaps an injury or an illness or something else in your life derailed you. And so you picked up uh, a new interest. You started on something else. That's the beauty of the world we live in is that you're not confined to one thing, but it's a double-edged sword because you had your initial path. You had your initial interest. And because it got difficult or inconvenient, you were able to detour onto something else instead of facing those difficulties head on. And being that example, we've kind of had a cop out given to us in the 21st century that says, well, if you failed, there's something else, just do something else. If you're not good at the varsity team, 
then it's not worth doing. Just go, I don't know, try something that's not athletic or try something that's not musical or try something else. You don't have to worry if you fail, leave that at the door and you can go do something else and find find the one thing that you're good at. And that seems to be the the line of advice that we get from a lot of people and a lot of industries is, oh, well, if you suck at this, you might be better at this. And I don't disagree with that. That can benefit some people. But I like to think that if I suck at something, I'm better than I was than if I never tried. And that line of thinking does kind of get overshadowed in today's world because we're convinced that if if you're not great, then it's not worth doing. And I disagree. Going back to what you were saying about just the endless options we have today. That could be in merchandise, that could be in possible job opportunities, it could be in the things that we want to eat, all these different sections of our life. And you talked about, it's, it's overwhelming, because when someone is faced with just one or two options, there's actually a study that was done specifically about this, where a group of people were given three flavors of brownie to choose from as a sample to try. And based on the three flavors they tried, they noticed that a higher percentage of people that only had that three flavors to choose from bought more brownies from that specific company than people that had 10 to 15 different flavors of brownie to choose from. And the reason is because when we're faced with more options, we become more overwhelmed. We become people that I don't know is the default answer, kind of what you were saying, Weston. There's just so many choices that I don't know which one to choose. You know, you, you are giving the freedom of option, but also it's overwhelming because, well, there's five different flavors that I thought were good. Uh, I don't remember what this flavor tastes like. Maybe I need to try another one. It becomes confusing. It becomes overwhelming. It becomes something of, well, maybe I don't know myself enough to choose. Maybe I don't know what I like because of all these different choices. And so that kind of goes into if someone is being chosen, maybe they don't want to be chosen. Maybe it's kind of the opposite of where it would be easier not to choose than to choose or not to be chosen than to be chosen. You know, I would also say given all these different options, it's not always the best thing for us because some people may feel overwhelmed or some people may feel a certain kind of pressure that comes from the option of choosing. And so what I would say to that, to combat that is, again, kind of how we talked on our previous one, if I'm going to a restaurant and I've been there before, I'm the type of person to where if I find something that I like to eat, I typically stick with it. And it's because if there's tons of options, there could be restaurants where I do want to try everything, for example. But if it's something I like... It kind of makes me think of if the process isn't broken, why, why try and fix it? If it's something that I enjoy, why would I take a risk to try something else? And I'm not saying people have to do that in every aspect of their life because I definitely think taking a chance doing something else is important as well. But knowing your choice, knowing where you stand is also important to where if you don't want to order something else on the menu, you're not required to. If you're choosing the same thing over and over again, I got to feel that it's for a good reason. 
And if it's not for a good reason, maybe it's time to explore other options. The universe is nothing but constant change. And I feel like that's why it's difficult to adapt a lot of times. But I think it's very important to understand that my life and your life is only an opinion. And so you were also chosen to keep learning and to build your knowledge and your mindset and share that with people. You were chosen to uncover new information and new ideas and not leave any stone unturned. And it's easy to feel insignificant and powerless and voiceless. But that is also a choice that you make for yourself. Because I know plenty of times we're met with that indecision. We're met with the I don't knows. And it's just easier to say nothing than it is to really kind of communicate and talk that out sometimes. No man was ever wise by chance, and so he keeps studying, he keeps reading, he keeps asking questions, and you were chosen in that regards as well to be an example of somebody who's not afraid to learn, of somebody who's not afraid to try, of someone who is excited to explore. One other point that I wanted to talk about is trying to make a choice for someone else. Because sometimes you're responsible for more than just yourself. But the pressure that comes behind choosing for more than just yourself is also something that I don't think is talked about a lot. And it's not just the choice of, hey, where are we going to eat? Or what event are we going to? Or what does the day look like for us today? It's more of also the choice of responsibility and the choice of protection and the choice of financial independence and the choice of taking care of one another. There's also that pressure of you're being chosen to fill that role. You're being chosen to be the head of household, for example, or to take care of a family like our previous guest, Michael. And it could be difficult. It could be pressurous to think, I have to also be chosen for these other people. I have to also be chosen to make decisions for more than just myself. Or I have to choose to not make a decision and I have to play the role of having someone else choose for me. And so that's kind of a gray area as well of you may not understand what it would mean at the time. You may not understand what the decision would be. You may not understand what the path might be. But that's also another part of this as well, just learning as we go and learning how to become better, how to put ourselves to the path to success and learn about that is not something I want to do. So I'm going to learn from that and I'm going to be better. So when we talk about chosen choice, not being chosen, there's a whole lot of knowledge that comes behind it. There's a whole lot of learning. There's a whole lot of making mistakes failing and recovering. But I want you to also consider that it doesn't have to be overwhelming. It could be something that molds you into the person that you want to be. And thinking about it, whether it's positively or negatively, even when we feel like we don't choose correctly, 
moving forward is still the best option. You are also chosen to endure. And I think that's something that we often get tired of sometimes and we think we've endured enough, but that's often the example that we set for other people. Endurance is one of those things that is a bit tricky to wrap our head around sometimes because oftentimes we find ourselves enduring something that is just dysfunctional. It does not benefit us. It does not make us better. It's just something that is a constant setback and a constant difficulty. But it's in that moment too that you've been chosen to find your way out of that, to do better. And I think that imagining the worst that could happen rather than comparing my struggles to your struggles is something that I I tend to do to keep me grounded and to keep me a bit humble to say like, these things are not enjoyable. These things are causing me stress and frustration and setbacks, but this is not the worst of it. This is just the fine details of living a life. Again, living where we live, it's very easy to be paralyzed by all of the options and all the what could be. Where in this world, there are people who live the life that is presented to them. They were born into a certain situation. It is extremely difficult for them to get out of that. When I think of that, it's something that we don't have to deal with. And yet, it's it's almost a first world problem to be depressed and not know why because you you look at the people in the situations where they have the one path to live and they live it and you can look at that and just be like ah based on my experience that's something that would seem miserable i could never be happy in that but at the same time sitting in our air conditioning and eating a bowl of food and we're like well i'm not happy either living the life that i'm currently living And so imagining what your life would be like if you weren't in your shoes, if you were in someone else's shoes, like Chris, I want you to be happy. Anybody listening, I want you to be happy, but why would I not want that for myself? And I think it's extremely important to think like you were chosen to stand your ground. You were chosen to have these principles. You were chosen to be an example. You were chosen to be happy and you were chosen to find a way to live your life that excites other people to think I can do that too. I can have that too. And for me in closing, I also wanted to explain that choice isn't always cut and dry. Being chosen isn't always cut and dry, not being chosen, all these different things. Think about your life and think about what you're doing. Always look for the signs Constantly work on self-development, financial health, physical health, mental health especially. And it's easy to bury these things among what we feel we need to be doing, but also knowing that those things are very important as well, and those should also be priorities, I think is also a choice that not many of us choose. I'm a prime example of falling beneath the slope of well why do i need medical insurance you know i'm i'm in my 20s i have never been to the doctor because i've always felt like i was healthy but now i'm noticing in my late 20s 
almost 30s, these issues are starting to pop up. And these are definitely responsibilities that I need to keep track of. Like, I'm having these issues. I should probably take care of that. And I think maybe choosing earlier on to maintain certain parts of your life is also very important as well. Talking more about Weston saying he had vehicle troubles. Might not have been the best time financially for him to take care of the issues as they were coming up. But now he's learning later on that eventually he has to deal with them in one way, shape, or form. And so don't be too hard on yourself. Don't feel like you've done something wrong in your life by not focusing on these things right away. Think of the experiences that you've gone through. Think of the lessons that you've learned. Think of failing your way to success. We'd like to thank you for joining us today with this episode of the Failure to Freedom podcast. Remember, whether you're listening to us in the States or internationally, we deliver weekly episodes to our website and other streaming platforms such as Spotify and Apple iTunes. If you have ideas or topics you'd like us to discuss, sign up for our email newsletter on our website. Failtosale.com It's been a pleasure. And until next time, everyone, again, we thank you so much and happy sailing.